there a better name for the day that comes after Thanksgiving? Boxing Day is taken. Perhaps you're welcome giving day will do the trick. No matter what, this is November 25th, 2022, and this is the installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement you are currently experiencing. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, celebrating saying thank you for taking some time to read or listen to any of this. On today's program, Albemarle County Director of Elections, Lauren Eddy, explains the barriers to implementing ranked choice voting in the upcoming election. The city of Charlottesville puts out a list of resources to assist the unhoused in these colder times. Charlottesville responds to a lawsuit over a special use permit for a JPA apartment building. Full-time staff have begun to supplement fire rescue calls in the North Garden area, and the city of Charlottesville wants you to consider public service on a board or commission. In today's first subscriber-supported public service announcement, that goes to Camp Albemarle, which has for 60 years been a wholesome, rural, rustic, and restful site for youth activities, church groups, civic events, and occasional private programs. Located on 14 acres on the banks of the Mormons River near Free Union, Camp Albemarle continues as a legacy of being a civilian conservation corps project that sought to promote the importance of rural activities. Camp Albemarle seeks support for a plan to winterize the Hamner Lodge, a structure built in 1941 by the CCC and used by every fourth and fifth grade student in Charlottesville and Albemarle for the study of ecology for over 20 years. If this campaign is successful, Camp Albemarle could operate year round. Consider your support by visiting campalbemarleva.org slash donate. Localities in Virginia have the ability to institute a new way of casting ballots whose proponents say would encourage more people to vote and run for office. But Albemarle's new registrar told the Board of Supervisors earlier this month that more time is needed to implement ranked choice voting ballots. Lauren Eddy is Albemarle's Director of Elections. There are significant unresolved technical and legal issues that affect the implementation of ranked choice voting for 2023 elections. Eddie's briefing was the second that supervisors have received this month on ranked choice voting. Delegate Sally Hudson was before them on November 4th to explain the basic concept. Her legislation in 2020 has made it possible for localities to consider a system where voters rank candidates when casting their ballot. At the supervisors' meeting on November 16th, Eddie explained a basic ground rule. And ranked choice voting only comes into play if there are three or more candidates. The last time there was a three-way race in Albemarle was in 2009, when there were three candidates for the Samuel Miller District. Before that, there was a three-way race in the Rio race in 2005. School board races would not be eligible under the legislation that passed in 2020. Eddie said that Arlington County is also considering ranked choice voting, but that's because groundwork has already been laid. And last Saturday, the Arlington County Board approved using ranked choice voting as a pilot for their June 2023 primary. Um, but to note, Arlington County had been discussing ranked choice voting for two years and recently completed their round of public comment. 
Eddie said for Ranked Choice to work in Albemarle, her office would need an election system where Ranked Choice ballots could be scanned. Then export the ballot data to a cast vote record. Then tabulate the results of the multiple rounds, reallocate those votes to the remaining candidates until one person gets a majority. The current system can only handle scans for one vote. Eddie said it could be upgraded to produce that cast vote record for one round of an instant runoff. A new scanning system would be required to add more rounds. So to tabulate the results and reallocate the votes to the remaining candidates until we get a majority uh, vote winner, we would have to have additional tabulation software. And the vendor that we currently use does not offer that software. There is open source tabulation software that's written by a nonprofit that advocates for ranked choice voting. But Eddie said there are some issues, including the fact that Virginia does not yet certify that program's use. She said the Department of Elections is working toward that goal, but for now, the cost to implement ranked choice voting would be borne entirely by a locality. Another big thing for us would be voter education. I mean, our voters have voted the same way for years. And so voter education is going to be a key to the success of an RCV election. The law requires that RCV voter education campaigns um, start at least 60 days before the election. And we view this as a minimum. Eddie said March 7th is the deadline for when political parties need to decide how to select their nominee for the general election, either through a primary or a caucus. April 6th is the deadline for when party candidates have to be certified to be a nominee. The election in 2023 will see races in the Rivanna, Scottsville, and Whitehall districts. If Albemarle were to proceed with ranked choice voting, the voter education campaign would need to be underway by April 21st. Early voting would begin on May 6th, and then the primary election would be held on June 20th. Eddie said voter education could begin now if supervisors thought that ranked choice was a direction they would want to pursue. Supervisor Jim Andrews was elected in 2021 to represent the Samuel Miller District. He was the only candidate on the ballot and sees ranked choice voting as a way to encourage more people to run in the future. There are a lot of reasons why I think that Pursuing this is something that we should continue to do, but I do recognize that you've raised a lot of questions that we'll need to get answers from the state mm -hmm. uh, and guidance, and I hope that we can continue to pursue doing this. Supervisors took no action at the meeting. listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second shout-out, LEAP wants you to help prepare for winter. Crisp air, colorful leaves, hot cocoa, snow days. There are plenty of reasons to get excited about winter and fall, but the return of high heating bills is not one of them. Your local energy nonprofit, LEAP, has been empowering Virginians with energy efficiency and solar solutions since 2010. With programs for all income levels, residents can access upgrades like insulation, LED bulbs, low flow fixtures, and affordable rooftop solar systems. Visit leapva.org to learn more and fill out the LEAP Services Inquiry form to lower high heating bills and stay cozy this winter. 
Several segments today in this episode. Full-time fire rescue personnel are now supplementing emergency response efforts in southern Albemarle County. Albemarle County Fire Rescue is now staffing the North Garden Volunteer Fire Company Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. This began on November 7th. In a release sent out by Albemarle County this week, Fire Rescue Chief Dan Eggleston said this strengthens a partnership between his department and the volunteer organization. In that quote, Eggleston says that as volunteer rates decrease across the country, departments locally are committed to working together to provide effective and efficient emergency services to the people of Albemarle. Funding for the five positions assigned to North Garden comes from a grant from the Federal Emergency Management Agency through the Staffing for Adequate Fire and Response Program, or SAFER. The $1.88 million grant covers a total of 10 positions for three years. That's according to the county's fiscal year 23 budget. The city of Charlottesville was awarded a similar amount through SAFER. Both localities have to figure out how to pay for that money going forward. The day before Thanksgiving, the city of Charlottesville put out a reminder of options for people who are unhoused. The number to call for resources for those without a place to stay is 434-207-2328. That homeless information line is open from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, and messages will be returned within 48 hours. An information release in the newsletter provides information on resources offered by people and congregations in ministry, the Salvation Army, and the Haven. The city of Charlottesville has responded to a lawsuit in Charlottesville Circuit Court seeking the voidance of a special use permit granted by city council in mid-September. Around a dozen neighbors of 2005 Jefferson Park Avenue filed a motion a month later. Charlottesville City Attorney Lisa Robertson has filed a motion for demur to throw out the suit, claiming that none of the plaintiffs have standing to bring the case. Here's a section from the demur. The complaint fails to allege facts demonstrating particularized harm from the city's zoning decision to any of the plaintiffs. The demur also points out that several of the plaintiffs did not sign the complaint and should be removed from the case. Robertson also argues that counsel acted in a reasonable manner and that none of their counts rose to the level of an actual legal complaint. Slightly related, legislation between the city and the county over the usage of bikes at trails at the city-owned Ragged Mountain Natural Area remains alive. Supervisors went into closed session on November 16th to receive advice from the county attorney. For more background, read a July 27th article in Charlottesville Tomorrow, written by my former colleague Tim Dodson. The day after Thanksgiving is one of many in which you might consider how you might get involved with local government. There are several vacancies in Charlottesville, including five on the Police Civilian Oversight Board. Those applications are due on December 1st, and the positions are for two community representatives, one law enforcement representative, one social justice representative, and one at-large representative. Visit the city's website for details on how each of those is defined. The other applications are the Board of Architectural Review needs a business commercial property owner. There are seven positions open on the Community Development Block Grant Task Force, 
Three at-large members and three affordable housing beneficiaries are needed for the new Charlottesville Affordable Housing Fund Committee. There are four at-large vacancies on the Historic Resources Committee, ten vacancies on the Housing Advisory Committee, one at-large position on the Jefferson Area Community Criminal Justice Board, two vacancies on the Minority Business Commission, two city representatives are needed for the Region 10 Community Services Board, a business representative is needed for the Sister Cities Commission. There are three vacancies on the Social Services Advisory Board, and there is a need for a towing industry representative on the towing advisory board. Finally, the Tree Commission needs a representative from the Seville area tree stewards. And that's it for this particular installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Still in the middle of a holiday week, but I wanted to get something out before starting the final drive towards completing 2022. It's been a busy year, and there's a lot left to go. After this post, I'll get to work on writing up 5th District Community Engagement for this week, as well as the week ahead. Those will hopefully both come out on Sunday. There's also still a lot of material to get to, and I thank you for reading or listening along. A reminder that you can join my chat on Substack if you want to see the latest updates on upcoming content. If you'd like to support the program, the best way to do that is through a paid subscription through Substack. With that, you get first look access to some content, such as this week's summary of property transactions in Charlottesville. You also get the knowledge that you're helping me continue to build an engine to report on as much as I can. And before I mention that you can also donate or gift a paid subscription, I can also state that Ting will match those initial payments as well. Ting has been a great sponsor of Charlottesville Community Engagement for a year and a half now, and it's been a great partnership. I'm grateful for the chance to continue exploring this part of my career in journalism, and thank you, Ting. But Ting also wants your business, and if you sign up through a link in the newsletter, you will get free installation, a $75 gift card to the downtown mall, and a second month for free. Just enter the promo code COMMUNITY. No matter what we call today, I do again want to say thank you, and now back to the work, and goodbye. <laughs>